I'm Ben Easter, and you're listening to the Shift to Freedom podcast, the podcast that gives you the mindsets, strategies, tips, and tricks to live your freedom and love your life. If you're here, I suspect that you have a total badass inside you, but chances are that you haven't let it play full out yet. Maybe you've been told not to, that it's too much. Maybe you've been worried about what other people will think, or maybe you just haven't made the space to shine. If any of that sounds familiar, you've come to the right place. Each week, my co-hosts and I will be exposing the lies that keep that badass chained and, more importantly, sharing the tools to help you break free and share that most authentic you with the world. So, if you want more freedom, possibility, or courage, then I'd invite you to take a deep breath, get curious, and listen carefully for your shift to freedom. All right. Welcome back to the Shift to Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Ben. I got Clayton here, my co-host. Uh, and we're going to continue a conversation that we were talking about uh, last week, which we were talking about self-trust and um, and the importance of it and how we use it and how it kind of gets in our way when, when it's not showing up there. And we wanted to take this conversation and talk about one way in particular that we can actually build self-trust up, and that is through honoring boundaries. And Clayton, I think you had a really great way of talking about how boundaries have anything to do with self-trust at all. Do you want to start there? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, off camera, I was talking with Ben about how it wasn't immediately intuitive to me how boundaries and self-trust go together. And then I started thinking about it. And what I've noticed with the clients that I've worked with is one of the ways that people can erode trust in themselves is by continually participating in boundary violations with themselves. So not speaking their truth, not asking for what they need, saying yes to something when they really mean no, and essentially not honoring their actual desire, where you start to honor other people's desires more than your own. And you, when you start to lose contact with your desire, I think that is a, a domino right into, I, now I've, I've lost trust in myself because I don't even know what I want, right? Like it's, I, I'm, I'm just doing what I think I should be doing. And I'm, maybe giving out of fear and I'm not even being generous. And then it's just cascades in this. Okay. So where is my self-trust at this point? What can I even trust myself to do? If you find yourself in a pattern of people pleasing, that is a really quick road to not trusting yourself because it is a continual boundary violation where you're honoring other people over a, a deeper desire inside of you. Yeah, that like self betrayal piece, which I think is like, it, it's such an interesting framework for this as a model for like degrading our self trust. And that if we do the opposite, if we, which setting boundaries is one way to talk about this thing that we're, we're saying the opposite is, which is like, is honoring what's important to you in the world. And the more we do that, the more we build up our trust. I wanted to add one thing to that list of things that you were saying in ways that we can betray ourselves is like when we don't do what we tell, what we say we're going to do or, and that doesn't necessarily mean, when we don't do what we say we're going to do to other people, it does mean though, when we don't do what we say we're going to do to ourselves, right? Telling other people is a part of it, but sometimes we'll betray ourselves and say, we're going to go do something. And then later on that time comes and we're like, oh, I really don't want to do that thing. And we can, I think, build up our self-trust by saying no in that situation and, and not doing what we quote unquote said we were going to do before. But when we say to ourselves that we're going to do something because we really want it, or we believe in ourselves or we believe in the thing or whatever, and we don't do that, that I think is a betrayal of trust. And that is like also a boundary violation. Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. And I think there's this interesting piece here that I'm noticing, which is that when we continually make decisions out of fear and let fear be our, our guiding, the guiding catalyst to what, whatever it is that we're doing, that erodes self-trust, right? Like if you, you commit to doing something and then you decide to not do it, but you decide to not do it because there's actually something that you're honoring in its place that you love that's not necessarily self-betrayal. Oh, that's actually maybe it. reworking your priorities and being conscious. But if you choose to not do that thing because you're afraid or diminished or afraid of what people might think and, and, and you pull back when maybe your heart knows that this is what you want, that that is the form of betrayal I think we're talking about here. Oh, I love that. I, I love that you just drew that distinction because I think this is such a beautiful thing that is has been on some level, maybe missing from my values framework and boundary framework as a result, which is the difference between love and fear and the difference between what the results are in our, not just our external world, but in our internal worlds, when we're moving, when we're operating from a place of fear versus from a place of love and what's important to us. And love is just a word that I'm using to describe what is meaningful and important to you the person who is thinking about it in yourself. And fear is just a word that I'm using, but it's that turning away from some thing that you don't think you'll be able to handle that like unhappily ever after story. Like we talked about in the last episode. Yeah. 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 Beautifully yeah. put. Yeah. Well, I love that you, you brought that those, those things together. Cause I think that is just like such a, that's like essentially the, the essence question that we're asking here is like, am I operating from a place of love or am I operating from a place of fear? Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. So, you know, what I'm noticing too, then when we talk about boundaries, there was a coach that I worked with who defined boundaries as that a, a boundary isn't a wall, but rather a boundary is a structure. So a boundary, if, if you create a boundary out of, you can create a boundary out of fear, or you can create a boundary out of love. And when a boundary is created out of love, it's actually a structure, meaning that it isn't, it's honoring something that is for you versus you're being afraid and you're trying to keep something out, right? Like I could put a boundary up around intimacy because I'm afraid of what someone might think of me, but is that boundary actually serving me versus like, maybe I create a structure around how intimacy can work for me so that I feel safe to be able to be open. Can you say more about structure? Like what is a, what is a, when you're using it in this context, what do you mean by a structure? Yeah. So like if we're driving down a road, there are boundaries on the sides of the road, the white lines, but those are structures, mm-hmm. right? They are, they are structures that actually serve the purpose of the car being able to stay on the road and move in a particular direction. Like the guardrails yeah. are walls, but the, but the white lines are structures. Yes. Yes. And so like, Got for it. instance, um, if I have boundaries around, if I have boundaries in my relationship, we can ask, well, what are the boundaries serving? And maybe the boundaries, like for instance, if I have a boundary around how I, uh, what I accept in terms of how my partner talks to me, what is that in service of? Well, it's in service of actually creating love, right? And so it's actually, I've cre- the boundary is actually a container or a structure for more love, more clean, clear love to occur within a relationship. And so I bring that distinction in uh, because I think people can erect a boundary out of fear, but we can create a structure out of love, right? We can create a boundary out of love. And what I believe we're talking about to honor yourself is we're creating structures in our life, AKA boundaries that continue to 
to honor where we're at and honor what we're creating versus a boundary to push away things that we're fearing. I mm, love that. Yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to honor what's, what's real for us, what's true for us, what's our authentic like values and meaning and, and purpose, you might call it, you know, that alignment with who we really are. Am I setting this boundary in my relationship because I'm worried what'll happen if I don't? Because I'm afraid of what'll what'll happen if I don't? Or am I setting this boundary in my relationship so that I can like really bring the fullness of myself and draw out the fullness of my partner, you know, in this relationship that we're participating in together? Love that. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. And I believe the latter, what you just said, is the the avenue of what we can create to keep trusting ourselves, right? Because it's like we're 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 creating them and we're moving towards something versus actually bringing more fear into the relationship or fear into the, whatever venture we're, we're involved in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I really like that. That, um, that question is like, of like, are we, are we like bringing more fear in? Are we giving, are we giving fear a seat at the table? I, like when we're talking about self-trust, you know what I mean? A lot of times people will say, well, I like, I don't know, you know, I don't know what the, again, we're back to that right decision for me in this moment is, or I've got these two decisions and I'm like, I'm really trying to figure out, am I just like, am I deluding myself or whatever? And one of the ways that I will, I will invite people to think about those kinds of questions is, are you operating from love or are you operating from fear right now? Is which decision brings more of what you love into the world, right? And which decision is being driven by fear of loss, fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of, you know, again, those stories that happen inside our heads that aren't, aren't very nice (laughs) to hear of ourselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And a lot of times the answer gets a lot clearer when you ask that way. Right. Right. Yeah. What energy are you plugging into in the creation of this right now? You know, are you keeping something mm-hmm. at bay and it's actually stopping your growth or are you or are you bringing something in? You know, you're creating a structure to bring something in. So just to kind of like recap the boundaries conversation, I think is so important because it's like it's protecting our ourself. It's protecting what's true for us and what honors us. And then it, it is one of the ways that we can um, kind of one of the techniques that we can use setting boundaries and sticking to our word. Uh, and sticking to what's important to us is one of the ways that we can cultivate this sense of self-trust. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Great. What are some other ways that we can, like, how do you help people to cultivate a sense of self-trust? I'm really interested. Yeah. So one practice that I like to put over the fence to clients is just for them to start to take an inventory in their life where they already do trust themselves. So the the experience of not trusting oneself can feel really eclipsing and it may have someone crash into a place of incompetence or helplessness or feeling paralyzed and helping someone bring their attention and focus back into the places where the life that they built is evident evidence of them trusting themselves and looking for the things that they do where they already really have confidence in, in how they show up. I think it'd be a powerful even way. Even if it um, is as, even if it is as small as like getting a glass of water, like if you're listening to this, chances are you trust yourself to be able to get a glass of water, right? And just like finding that feeling, what? How do you know? How do you know that you trust yourself to get a glass of water, right? You know, well, because I've done it a ton of times before. Great, that's a good clue, right? But also, there's a feeling in your body when you think of getting a glass of water that you there's no doubt in your mind that you're going to be able to do it. 
that feeling is the feeling that we're like cultivating. So like, cause people might say like, well, oh yeah, well, what, what, what does that have to do with, you know, me starting this business, which I'm terrified, you know, I'm scared of doing and I don't really trust myself to do this. All right. But the, the, it is relevant because what we're doing, we're cultivating a state of being. The more we can practice that state of being, the more neurons we'll have connected around that state of being. And the more easily it will be, the more easy it will be for us to tap into that state of being. So I think it's really useful to pick even the small things. Yeah, man. And that is, that is worth double clicking on with this state of being thing, because a, the idea that you don't trust yourself is not just a thought, but it actually does generate a state of being that then informs your behaviors and your emotions and the way that you show up and the available resources you have in front of you to, to execute on something. And so this is exactly what that practice is about is is unhooking that state of being and giving you an invitation to step into another way of being that is actually more true and more importantly, more useful, more useful, yeah. right? At the very least, it's as true, right? It's the same level of true, you know what I mean? But it's much more useful. Yeah. And, you know, look, if you look at your life and the fact that you're, you're able to understand this podcast and most likely you have a roof over your head and you have some level of success and ability to take care of yourself and operate autonomously. There's so much self-trust that has gone into the creation of that. And so let's look at it, right? It's like, you trust yourself to breathe. You trust yourself to wake up in the morning. You trust yourself to go make a, make a meal in the, in the kitchen. You trust yourself to be able to connect with somebody, you know, whether it's like a family member or a friend, right? Maybe look at other things that you've started, or even just trusting yourself, like maybe it's a family member or maybe it's yourself. Like you trust yourself to connect. You trust your ability to connect with yourself and ask mm. yourself questions and think to yourself things, right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. So many things, totally. so many things that you trust yourself to do. And the, the fact that you're breathing right now, that you're alive right now means that you have a lifetime full of evidence that says you'll survive everything that ever comes your way. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so I think that as a, somebody puts more of their attention on all of the things that are actually working and all of the, all of the elements of your life that you've created that actually required trust, you can begin to recontextualize some of the beliefs that you might have about yourself and about the current circumstance. Like one of the pieces here, and I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on this. When people say that they don't trust themselves what oftentimes is also at the core is that they have actually a distrust in life that they distrust that life actually has their back and mm. that maybe they're living in kind of a malicious universe or a punishing universe that if they, if they do something and they do it wrong, they're going to get punished. And so another practice that kind of dovetails into this is beginning to, you know, find evidence for the, world or the universe being neutral or the universe even having your back and being your greatest ally. And, you know, believe me, if you look for evidence of that, you will find it even, even in great tragedy, if that's happened to you, you know, that you've been able to overcome yeah. things in which maybe there have been near misses or close calls. There's so many ways in which you're supported. And so bringing attention to not only the ways in which you already trust yourself, but also bringing attention to the ways in which the universe is already supporting you can be another powerful way to bolster the context of self-trust. What's your thoughts on that? And that that, tr that, that, that trust is well-placed, you know, 
Because, yeah, because I love what you're saying, because like, again, no matter what, no matter what state your life is in right now, or no matter what problems you've been through, or no matter what hardships you are in or have been through, again, look at the evidence that you have. You have 100% success rate. You have always made it because you're here listening to this right now. There has never been a time when you didn't make it. And so if, if you really like, you have to work really hard to believe that it's going to be anything other than that. To deny the lifetime of evidence that you have, that you are to be trusted, that the world is to be trusted because here you are. So easy to, to uh, dismiss that when you're in the, in the midst of something new, right? When, cause I, I think that, you know, you're pointing to something, which is when, we're in a place of like not trusting ourselves. What we're really grappling with is our relationship with uncertainty, right? The, the kind of black void of the future where we don't know what's going to happen. And, and the more that we can kind of relax into trusting that things work out based on all this evidence you're talking about, the more that we maybe can even just see that, yeah, self-trust, is it really necessary? Like just, you know, yeah, I'll trust myself to be okay. I can step into this. Yeah, yeah. and easier said than done, by fine. the way. Yeah, you know, easier said than done. I, w- I want to just put that out there that I think that this is like, you know, it's a lifelong, I mean, it's definitely been something I've been dancing with for the last 10 years. Of Yeah, and I, I, I think life. that, yeah. yeah, like the journey of it is is maybe a lifelong practice, but, and the journey to remembering it and to, to remaining in that state is a practice, a lifelong practice. But at the same time, I want to I, I want to simplify this a little bit. It's actually not that hard. Right. I, I want literally everybody, including the two of us right now listening to this, to think the following thought. Everything is OK. Everything's fine. Everything's OK. Everything's fine. Everything's fine right now. It's OK the way that it is right now. OK. Thinking that thought, what happened to your state? Did it get lighter or heavier? Yeah, lighter. Absolutely. I mean, first of all, is it true? Everything's okay. Yeah, Yeah. everything's fine. Everything's okay. Everything's fine, right? And from that place, your state of being lightens up, right? And all I did just now was think a different thought. I just directed our mind Mm -hmm. onto a different thought. Nothing else changed about your reality. Nothing changed in your financial situation. Nothing changed in your physical health, right? All we did was we thought a different thought. Everything's okay. Everything's fine. It's all fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. Right? And we lighten up. Yes. Yeah, totally. And the journey that I'm speaking to in this is um, the journey of having to cultivate that practice and, and continue to meet that, that fear of the unknown, possibly again and again and again, and, and to have a, a, to learn to dance with it in more graceful and more eloquent ways as you move on in life. So not as in like, you're stuck, you can't do it, but as in a way of like, this fear of the unknown, I think, is baked into our nervous system on a deep level. And we can continue to foster these tools and these mindsets to 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 meet it in in more robust and resourceful resourceful ways. And it may be a lifelong journey of continuing to come back to that, oh, this is just a thought. Right. Right. I'm actually exactly. present. I can be present right now. I'm okay. Yeah. Of remembering, of remembering to bring yourself to the present moment, of remembering to bring yourself to a more resourceful thought like that. That is like that can be a long journey. You know what I mean? Because it's going to keep popping up because there is a part at the base of our brainstem. Yes, exactly. That is always looking out for what to be afraid of. <laughs> right. It's, it's right. literally a part of us. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's but like we also have the executive functioning part. Right. Yeah. Like working with that animal aspect of ourselves, being learning to like ride that more gracefully. Yeah. Taming, taming the tiger, <laughs> taming right. the crocodile. Yeah. Great. Any, any other ways that, you know, uh, any other like uh, concrete, you know, tactical ways of kind of enhancing self-trust? We've talked about some really great ones today. Yeah. So just to recap, and we've talked about integrity. So following through on your word and just being very conscious and understanding what you're honoring if you decide to change your mind. To add to that is also like being more conscious about what you give your word to, right? And being more clear with like what you say yes to in the first place and what you really, what you really are a yes to for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at that's from part love of, and fear. You know, honoring totally. your word. Yep. Yep. And then we talked about boundaries. Noticing what you're what you're honoring there within yourself, what you're saying no to, whether you're honoring your desires. Three, we talked about the uh, like an inventory that one can create around the ways in which you your life is already a product of you trusting yourself and the places where you already trust yourself. And then the the other one is also looking at ways in which the universe that you is actually there on your side or something that is not to be distrusted. Right, something that actually does work, and that can work for you. Yeah, there, I mean, there's a specific exercise around that last one, the trusting your universe and/or trusting yourself, or like doing the inventory. But I don't remember where I got this from, but it's called good from bad. And so you you basically take something that is in your life right now that you're grateful for and that you love and that you're so glad that it exists, or you know that you have that it you have access to it, or that it exists in the world and somebody has access to it, but just something that you really love, and then you trace back through your life. And you ask like, all right, how did that get to be here? And then how did mm. that get to be here? And then you keep going until you get to something that you didn't like it at the moment in the time, in the mm. time that it happened, like that you That's actually beautiful. That's really great exercise. That's a great yeah, exercise. Yeah. 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 Wow. You know, I love it. Like the fact that we're yeah. here and I get to have this kind of conversation with you is in a very real, very direct way, traceable back to the time that I broke my brain and jumped off of a, a balcony. Right. Like that happened. And then so that this could happen, right? So yeah. good came from bad. Yeah, right? yeah, beautiful. Right, to just start to actually get a little bit more curious about what you think is bad. And is it really all that bad, right? Or is it like the manure that is a fertilizer for something something beautiful? Right. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, and then we we mentioned briefly affirmations, you know, the everything's okay thing, but there are like many uses of affirmation for this and keeping your, and cultivating your sense of self-trust and what's important to you a values inventory and like asking yourself what's really important to you and getting clear on your core values. And then like, and then aligning your, your life from day to day around what's really important to you and what your core values are connection, growth, play. These are mine. And so like I've set up my life to have a lot of these things and that builds my self-trust because the more that I, I dedicate my time and energy to connection, growth and play, the more I know that I'm actually honoring myself and I can trust myself to do that. No matter how it works out, I know I'm dedicated to those things. Yeah, totally. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah. finally I'd put in the, something from the last podcast too, which is like getting really clear on what specifically is it that you're not trusting, right? And mm -hmm. really taking oh, yeah, a that's this nebulous idea of self. I'm not trusting myself. What specifically are you trusting yourself that you can't do? And what are you trusting yourself in terms of what, what the result is? Like you can't create a certain result. Like, oh, I, I can't trust myself to succeed at this or for this to go the way that I want move the goal line to something that you have control over, which is maybe can you trust yourself to actually learn and be so present in the thing not going the way that you expect that you can soak up so much learning 
that you're going to transform through the experience by just how present you are with something going different than you expect. Right. That's like, so you're, then it's just, in some ways, I believe you're becoming, you're, you're embodying this kind of anti-fragility to the unknown, right. And everything you're just, you're just soaking it up and allowing it to just create a bigger map of reality uh, that you could tap into into the future for your next decision. Absolutely. Yeah. Reconciling yourself with the worst case scenario, like actually map it out. So then what? All right. So the worst case scenario happens and then what? And that's another exercise that you can do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I got an example of that. Yeah. I remember talking with uh, a coach that I was working with and I had this like concern. I was like, well, you know, if this doesn't work, then, you know, I, I might not get any more clients or like if this, you know, aspect of lead generation doesn't work, you know, I, I might end up like losing money and then I might go out of business and then I might end up like losing my relationship. Like my fiance will leave me and then like I'll, I'll lose like my property somehow, like you know, all my properties will just suddenly disappear and, and I, then I won't have any money. And it's just like, I started to notice how many decisions I would have to make that were so terrible and not honoring in order to get there. And then I got myself all the way to being homeless on the street. And then it's like, and then what? And then I was like, okay, so then I'm homeless on the street. You know, maybe I'm living with my mom. Okay. You know, maybe I go live with her and then, and then what? Okay. And then suddenly I, spark of uh, inspiration comes because maybe there's like, I have some, so much less responsibility and I'm free. And then I make another video or I've got so much more information and something else to share. And then I start rebuilding and then I do it all over again. And it was just like, Oh wow. Like whatever happens, like, and really putting myself in there, like you start to see maybe the ridiculousness of the worst case scenario. And even if you happen one in a million to find yourself there how there would be something there that you would tap into that could be the most powerful thing in your entire life unleashed in terms of creativity, freedom, inspiration. That would be the most amazing origin story of the next version of superhero that comes from you. And yeah, and it just, it was beautiful at helping me eliminate some of the the fearful thinking and yeah, a wonderful practice to go into. Yeah. Cause that, I mean, that's like that unhappily ever after thing, right? Like you're like, Oh, what if this doesn't work out? And then like, and like in the back of your head secretly that we haven't voiced yet is like, you're living under a bridge, like elbowing out trolls for, <laughs> for, you know, for, to, for, ta- for taxes. And that's just like, not the way that it works. Right. But even if it were to work like that, all right. So yep. this being so, so what now, like what, what can you do? Like, what do you have access to the library? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, can, you know, is it you, you still can breathe apparently, you know what I mean? In this story. So anyway, yeah. yeah. And then that's, and, and I think what you're speaking to there is like, just to, to name this is, you know, the, the power of that is you're actually getting into that and you're realizing that the way it, maybe it's not that bad and that you, you don't have to embody so much compacted fear around, around that, which can then release this, this fearful contracted way of being that you're having in the present moment. Exactly. Right. And then that frees you, it brings you freedom to, to operate more resourcefully now. Exactly. Because when you're living in that fear right now, your entire reality is fear. You know what I mean? Yes. And it's like, and it's like, yeah, it's not in the, it's not in the future. It, yeah. It's not in the future. It's like right now. <laughs> <It's> right now. <laughs> yeah. All right, Clayton, this has been a great conversation. Really appreciate you talking through it. Uh, I hope all of you listening got some value out of this. My deepest desire is that you're able to take action, whether or not you trust yourself, take deliberate action to build up your trust in yourself and ultimately live your freedom and love your life. 
Thanks for playing. Yep. You too, man. Thanks so much for listening to the Shift to Freedom podcast. If you want to get the most out of your time here, think about this. What's the one thing from this episode that resonated the most for you? Asking that simple question can help anchor in your insights and remember who you want to be. If there was even a single thought in today's episode that helps you to become even 1% more free, then we are thrilled. If so, would you do us a favor? We're on a mission to spread the message of freedom and we could use your help. See, the algorithms love it when we get reviews, shares, comments, and likes, and then that helps other people like you to find the podcast and just maybe change their lives. So if you like what we're doing and you want to generate some positive karma for the day, please write us a review wherever you get your podcast love. See you next week. And in the meantime, live your freedom and love your life.